calling all podcasters, audio professionals, and potential podcasters. Come to Afros and Audio's virtual podcast festival. The third annual Afros and Audio Festival takes place the weekend of November 13th and 14th. That's right. Afros and Audio is a community dedicated to curating accessible, inclusive events and spaces for and by Black podcast creatives and audio professionals at all levels. Throughout the weekend, they'll explore all aspects of the industry with sessions on podcast news and trends, growth and promotion, editing and production, podcast monetization, the art of podcasting, how to effectively start and launch a podcast, and more. Tea with Queen and Jay, us, me, and Queen, we will be there presenting our session. The market is not flooded. Podcasting outside of white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. Listeners of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast will receive 25% off their Afros and Audios tickets using code AFAUTQJ21. Again, that's AFAUTKJ21. To secure your spot, visit AfrosandAudios.com and follow them on Instagram at Afros and Audio. We'll, we'll see, see you there. there. <laughs> it's 25% off. Yeah, That's a really good deal. So That's definitely check off. that out. Can breaking up with your therapist be therapeutic? Is Jada Pinkett Smith being too honest about marriage? Are y'all tired of talking about Jada Pinkett Smith yet? And making friends as an adult. Can you build community in an era of no new friends? It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. What up? That's Why are you looking up. like that? Because it's like two. Why are you grinning? We did like two consecutive, is it two consecutive episodes? We're back. Like we're back for real. Yeah. Like we're we're back. back. Like we said we was going to be back, yo. Everything is cool. Yes. Nothing happened. We had a good week. Yes. Everybody's good. Yep. You know, we're just want to keep this kind of, keep this yes. rhythm going for a little yeah, while. We, we like this. We like being here. We do. We do. Everybody be easy. <laughs> <laughs> stay where you're supposed to be yes, okay. how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing better um yeah you know still trying to navigate shit but i am feeling creative and like of doing shit and stuff oh like that. okay so that's nice um i think i probably had to get that out to say i don't feel like it because i wasn't naming it before right so maybe yeah. because i finally named it as something my body's like see now we can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's Good. what's happening. That's what's up. Or whatever. So yeah, that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? What's going on with me? I'm feeling okay. Uh, we were, for anybody who doesn't know, we were both experienced loss yes. and grieving and that's an ongoing process. But yeah, I'm feeling okay. I'm I'm back doing some podcast producing yeah. that started back again last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So I feel... Uh, I'm doing things, which I love, but you know, whenever I start doing things, I get annoyed that I have things to do. Okay? Yeah, because I agree with you. I don't like doing, don't like doing well, things. I totally so, get it. So I'm happy and annoyed. <laughs> but that's where I'm at. Welcome, Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at, at a time. time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And yeah, that felt good. It was good. Yeah. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, podcast. you can use our hashtag T with QJ. We can also use the hashtag pod N. You can tweet us at T with QJ on Twitter. That is where you tweet. We want to hear from you. We love to hear from you. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. 
com. That's right. Every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? So, you know, every once in a while you got to smell yourself. So I'm pouring libations for myself. Mm. All right. Yeah. I'm being libated. And the reason that I'm pouring libations for myself is that I appreciate the fact that I think I really feel like I'm taking my mental health seriously. I don't have the tools mm-hmm. to like fucking do it, but I'm making sure that I keep up or whatever. And recently, for the past month and a half, I've been feeling like I've plateaued with my therapist that she has helped me work through the things that she can. And I wanted more, kind of felt like I wanted to have more queer conversations. I would start them and they would say things, but I don't think they had like enough of that, I guess, information. So it's like, I feel with therapy that I'm actively working towards something. I didn't feel like I was working towards anything. It just kind of started to feel Mm -hmm. like I was just talking and someone was listening, which is cool for, Mm -hmm. you know, that that is necessary. But for me right. and how I want my therapeutic whatever journey to look like, I want it to be like working and like, okay, we've we've resolved that or we've figured out how to cope with that. Let's move on to this other thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I have, I'm realizing that now with depression, my depression kind of manifests differently. Like I'm kind of just very moody, very snappy. Anyone can get it. That's what my depression mm-hmm. looks like. And I think a lot of us think depression just looks like sadness. So I have actually been like really depressed for about two months, but I didn't know what it was. Mm. And whatever I was doing in the coping mechanisms that my therapist was giving me in the moment, just it wasn't doing shit. And I just feel like I'm still feel like mm. I'm drowning mm. in that. So it was like, I had already decided I was going to look for someone else, was already st- started looking, started breaking up with the other therapists and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke to the new person that I'm going to see, and we're going to see how it works, when I was like, I don't know how to look for therapists. And they're like, actually, I think you do. Like, you knew that something wasn't working. You knew that something was missing. And you were seeking for what's missing. And you're talking to me about what's missing and what you need. So you do actually know how to do this. Right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, this that's a very Virgo question. I feel like, or or energy to think that maybe you're not doing it right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. okay, what is the, you're like? What's the defined practice for how to do yeah. this? Where does it say exactly yes. the rules for how to do this? Yeah. So I can make so sure I'm doing sure it right because there's a system and an order. Exactly. And she's right. like, nah, it's you, you're you're doing it. Something was missing. You're seeking for what's missing. You don't even know mm. if I will work, but you know what you need. And you're looking right. for what you need. So you're actually mm. doing that. I'm like, oh. So I got the juice Fantastic. now. I got the juice now. You got the juice now. Yes, you do. You got the juice now, man. Libations to me. So I just I'm really Libations. happy that I'm able to like you know, see shit like that and realize shit like that and want more and look for more. Because it is annoying. And I've been putting it off for mm-hmm. a while. I've been, you, we've talked where I'm like, yeah, I got to start looking for another third for like a minute. When you say that you started the process of breaking up with your therapist, mm-hmm. what did that involve? So it's been an ongoing, not my side of the breakup. So it's been an ongoing thing where she's trying to figure out mm-hmm. how, like, like exactly the pathway in her career. So she has been okay. open about, I am thinking about changing some things. Um, if changes happen, I would tell you they just never happen. It was at one point when mm. she was trying to get me to be in some of her group therapy sessions, and I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this is between me uh-huh. and you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So she has been trying to like detour and go into different pathways on her own. But then for me, when I started noticing, like, okay, I'm not as 
I don't know, I don't feel satisfied. And something that I want to train myself to be is if I am not satisfied, I do something to mm-hmm. change that. I leave, yeah. I stay, I whatever. I will not be anywhere in any situation where I am not satisfied any longer. Mm, that's like those white girls who sang, never satisfied. <laughs> How old were you when you learned that they were white women? I don't anyway. even know what that song is. <laughs> never satisfied. It's from um the New Jack Swing era. Oh, dominoes, dominoes. A few weeks, not even a few, I'll say two months ago, I started to say, like, I don't think, you know, I'm getting the things I need. I do want to have deeper conversations about this. Oh, you you told her that? Yeah, but that was when I was like, I'm, yeah, like, kind of, I'm thinking about, these are things I'm thinking about. I don't know what this means Mm -hmm. yet. I'm, you know, like, whatever. So I did say that to her, like, two months ago, but it was one session where I mentioned that. Then, you know, time, whatever. And then, like, this month was just, like, I, I really hated the month of October. It was just, like. Mm-hmm. horrible for me emotionally so it was just like mm-hmm. even outside of my dad like I have been I feel like the depression is just like crack like it's just I've hit a wall mm-hmm. right so it was just like no I need to change something so I reached out to this new person about two weeks ago mm-hmm. I'm still doing a session I still have my other therapist I'm gonna do a session with this person I did let them know that I'm trying out this other person oh okay. and blah, blah 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 I like this process so that's how I'm how I'm doing that and I will the next my next session with my current therapist is going to be like okay well you know depending on how these mm-hmm, sessions go mm-hmm. I am privileged to have insurance and my yes. copay is low as fuck so I can okay. I can have I guess two therapists for a not a long time little, little bit of time mm-hmm. right to, to like you know mm-hmm. figure that out but yeah so yeah that's what's going that's on that's fantastic congratulations libations to you that's dope thank you thank you you're welcome. What are you libating this week? I want to pour libations for having money to pay for things. Girl. Like rent. Yes. Food. Mm-hmm. Q-tips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thankful for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful. I don't think we should have to pay for necessities. Like the way this whole system is set up. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ass backwards. Mm-hmm. But we do currently live in a society that requires money. And I'm thankful that I have it, yo fucking thankful i have it so i was thankful this week to be like paying bills yes you know what i'm saying without feeling like i had to choose like okay what are we doing right now Mm -hmm. paying who what do i does that need to be paid right now (laughs) so yeah so i'm thankful for that yo that is my libation queen can you tell folks how they can okay maybe i moved too fast i'll I'll let that libation marinate (laughs) that is my libation (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard you do such a short libation. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I'm thankful, yo. That's that's really it. I was that's really how I felt. Cause because you know what? Also, when you have money to pay for the things that you need, it is a short story. Yeah. Like so much Mm -hmm. of your story when you don't have it is like, fuck, I don't have it. I gotta think about how I don't have it. I gotta strategize. Or yeah, what do I have? I gotta think about how to get it. Like it's a whole it's a whole thing. So that was the feeling. Because when the heat start working, is when my heat start working. Dude, okay. I thank God. First of all, y'all should thank God that I'm not a grimy person because I'm really too smart to be grimy. That's really, it's dangerous. Yeah. I'm too smart to be grimy. So let's all just be thankful that I'm just not that kind of person. I love that verse in that song, by the way. But yeah. Oh, it's, it's, 
It's real life. <laughs> anyway, you did your thing there. You did your thing there. It's, it's, it's real life. As Rolling Ray says, I'm a real bitch. I have rent. Okay? <laughs> and Freeway knows. Like, that's that's what it is. So, anyway. Yeah, so those are my libations. All right. Queen, tell people how they can support tea with queen and j podcast yes there are two ways to donate at tea with queen and j.com click the community tab to subscribe on patreon for two dollars a month two dollars or send us any amount via paypal follow us on your favorite podcast app share this podcast on social media tell a friend about us rate and review us on apple Podcasts. we read all of those reviews or wherever you listen all of that helps grow tea with queen and j podcast we do have donation live Libations, and these are folks who supported us monetarily. Thank you so much to Rod, who broke us off on the PayPal. That's Rod from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. And Rod says, for everything bagels for Queen and Jay, hopefully this is enough money. I know NYC is expensive. Thank you so much, Rod. It is. And um, Thank you, Rod. you sent enough. You sent enough. Yeah. Our bagels. We needed. Chimmy also broke us off on the PayPal. And Chimmy says... Hey, Queen and Jay, first of all, I hope y'all are enjoying your break. I hope you're focused on self and care and rest. Secondly, I miss you all. Didn't realize how much listening to y'all helps me through my weeks. I'm in between jobs right now and school's hectic and I need all the prayers and positive things. I affirm that it's all done. Please use the donation for anything and anyhow that brings both of you ease. Oh, and happy birthday, Queen. Yeah, these are some earlier donation libations. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. Not to be confused with a Scorpio. This month to say. Okay. Okay. Rod also said happy birthday, Queen. So. I'm a Virgo. Not to be confused with this. We got you. We heard you. We heard you. We heard you. Nothing against Scorpios. I just am not one. So thank you to everybody who supported us on the PayPal. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can subscribe there. And there are about 17 bonus episodes behind the paywall. If you add our Patreon RSS feed, that's for those of you who are subscribed to us on Patreon, add the Patreon RSS feed to your app. And then you don't have to log into Patreon to listen. It will just show up on your feed. And there's a quick link for how to do that when we post every bonus episode. So you can check there if you have not already. If you're a patron and you have not already added the Patreon RSS feed to wherever you listen to your podcast, do that. It makes it a lot easier to keep up with us there. We was grieving and shit in October, but in November, we're going to do two episodes, two bonus episodes, so you will get your shit. Thank you all so much for everybody who is supporting us on Patreon. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? Yes, let's get into the motherfucking show. All right, 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 all right. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking. So if you follow my personal Instagram, Jay sent me a really big care package. Oh, yay. You know, to help me get over, you know, grieve and mourn and give me all these feel good mm-hmm. things. So Jay got me a sleep blend tea. So it's a few things in this packet. There's organic peppermint, organic fennel, organic chamomile, and organic tulse. Is that in one tea bag yes. or there's different flavors in there? Oh. That's the blend. That's the sleep blend. They're all right, there. Right, right, right. To like do that. We're doing a late night recording. So after we yes, record, true. I can take my ass right to bed. So 
I like it. That's why I I'm like drinking it. that. What kind of tea are you drinking, Jay? I'm having a jasmine green tea. I'm back on my bullshit, but I I did miss the boat, dropped the ball, and I should have had some chamomile because I've been up a little bit late, mm-hmm. and I, I need to go to bed like right away, like as soon as we're done. Yeah, so as soon as we're done, we need to be both need to just shut our fucking eyes. Yeah, like I might just go to sleep in this chair. Like I need to, I have to go to sleep and I have to wake up because I have things to do. But that's okay. It's, there's no caffeine in this green tea, so I'll be all right. Okay. I'll be okay. I'll be all right. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them, and separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? Simple affirmation. I'm just affirming that November will be a great month. October was shitty. Mm-hmm. I did not. I I didn't like that month. It's not usually, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't like it. So I want November mm-hmm. to be way better and more nourishing for me. So that's my yes, affirmation. What are you it affirming for yourself this week? I want to affirm that I got this. Yeah. I want to affirm that my schedule is easy mm-hmm. or my schedule, depending on the day, is how I say that. My schedule is easy. I'm full of rest. Oh, my schedule God. is full of rest. Yes. My deadlines are met mm-hmm. and I feel relaxed. Relax. And that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. I've been feeling not these things because of all the things I have to do. And I want to feel these things. And these are the things that I'm going to feel. Yes. All the positive things. This is going to so. replace all that other shit. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So that's where I'm at. It's going to be such that I look forward to the things on my schedule. It's going to be popping. It's going to feel good. It's going to be restful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be accomplished when necessary. So Good. Yes, 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 yes. So I said, like and we said earlier, I had a good week, chilling. Nothing really shook the earth. Nothing really swept the rug under my feet. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated mm-hmm. that. And I think... Swept the rug under you. Pulled the rug. You can't sweep a rug Look. under somebody's... Or it swept it from under somebody's... Whatever. Or maybe a, maybe told- a rug animated itself and kicks me. Basically, you. Kick that could happen. You. It could be the right. rug from Aladdin. You just... It could. You never right. know. Just never know. You're right. You're right. But none right, of that right. happened, and I'm grateful. I'm happy okay. none of that happened you for week. you either. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I was able to take in a lot of social media. I haven't really been. Actually, I'm always on social media, but not as, I guess not. You know how there's usually something You've collectively. You've able to enjoy it a bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was happening was this is a conversation about Jada Pickensmith. It made me think about Jada Pickensmith and like, when did it, when was it decided that everyone hated her? Like, <laughs> when did it shift? I think it's been a gradual buildup of social, like a certain energy that is people are feeling on social media. I think between the Red Table Talk and some of the conversations on Red Table Talk that people have been judging and making determinations on, I think after the entanglement with August yeah, Alsina really, yeah. and that open mm-hmm. dialogue yes. conversation, that uh, escandalo and well managed what is that called control crisis control oh, okay, okay pr mm-hmm. whatever the heck they're really good at that shit and then you know just this this the way that jada is open about her marriage i think both will and jada are a certain kind of open with their marriage mm-hmm. even though i do believe there are things of course that they don't share with us yeah. they choose what to share mm-hmm. but the way that people perceive them as open with their marriage i think has helped to bring us here i'm not saying it's justified i just think these are that's the cocktail that made it that like oh jada's talking again yeah like yes and I can't admit that, like, I don't particularly engage when a lot of people are talking about something new that Jada Pickett-Smith has said about her marriage mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm kind of just, my disposition is usually... I think she'd prefer to be referred to as Jada Pinkett. Oh, see, I don't, I don't... 
I'm just joking. I know, I'm but I'm just joking. saying. <laughs> that might be that might be what she says on another episode. And then no, now I'm we hate her again. Like who the fuck knows? Right, I'm just joking. Who the fuck knows? No, mm-hmm. but are you joking? <laughs> are you? Are you? I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know yeah. that a lot of people, well, people have all different kind of feelings about last names and shit, but a lot of people who have disclosed like the feelings that she seems to have about marriage as a concept and a construct, uh, a lot of those people would rather be called whatever they was called uh, back in the day before marriage. If that woman says anything about her marriage, everyone mm-hmm. turns up and gets like ridiculous. And I'm, this is not, I will say exactly what happened this week, but I just want to like talk about how I've, Anytime she says something, I notice this stuff and people kind of misquoting what was said and like making it something mm-hmm. else. And I generally just brush it off and I'm just like, here they go again. And I move on and I don't mm-hmm. deeply go into it. I don't hugely look into it. I've even myself, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, she's talking again. Just, there she go talking. Like I'm even at that point, like there Jada go mm-hmm. talking. Right. So I didn't really pay any attention until I was talking to Jay about it. And when I actually looked into what she said this time around, was just mm-hmm. like, huh? So I'm on the internet. People are talking about it. And from what everyone is saying on the internet, like you would think, and this is for a week, you would think that she told all of us, because it was about intimacy and stuff within their sex mm-hmm. life. That's what the conversation was about. I want to actually say one of the misquotes. Even the way that headlines were written was like, that's not, this is not, I don't, I don't even know if I would call this, it's not spicy enough to be clickbait, but it, this is, this is a misquote. Like, why would you even put these words in quotations? It's strange. Oh, it's not, it's not in quotes. Very, very tricky. It, it says, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith says she and husband Will Smith don't talk a lot about sex. It's uncomfortable. I saw something similar where it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the the conversation that came out of that, seeing headlines That's like not that, what she said. Yeah, I know. That's not what ahead. she said, mm-hmm. but seeing headlines like that, seeing people kind of have conversations based on headlines like that and not even like right. actually and, watching. And that's not even such a super spicy headline, even though it's false. That headline is not even super spicy. That It doesn't need to be spicy. Like we're, it, we hate Jada. We hate Jada Pickersmith. It doesn't even have to be mm. spicy. Here she is talking again about her mm. marriage. Here it, it doesn't even have to be anything for it to right. become stuff. Because the way that people were talking about this red table talk incident, like I thought that she told the world that he had wax sex, that his she never mm. had an orgasm, that his penis was small and didn't beat her. Record. Like you would think that she sat right. there and went. That she wished she never had his children. children <laughs> that it was like a, a PowerPoint plan of how this person is whack and horrible right. and fuck him. And that's probably mm. why I had my entanglement. And that's why this. And that's why I'm mm. always bringing up Tupac. And that's why I'm like. Like you would think that that is what happened. Yeah, there were like memes came out of this. Like people was making memes. Memes were future. Even rappers have made comments now about it. Fifty Cent said something. Future said something. What's that one? Future Future was talking. Future Future was like, if someone asked, like, would you hang out with Will or Jada? He's like, I'll hang out with I'll hang out with Jada. And oh my god. Okay, so somebody asked him, but okay. And if Fifty Cent says some foolishness, but we're not even going to mention. But like, we're not. What's that couple? What's that dude who be um telling women how to date men or whatever, talking from his car, giving women advice from his car? Oh, he sounds. He spells his Jackson with an X, like axe, like axe. 
Yeah, whatever his name is, Jackson, uh, they superimposed Jada's head on him <laughs> and and his wife. Will was his wife or whatever, looking like the long-suffering wife who was cheated on. It's, 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 oh, and the meme said, blink if you need help. Yeah, for Something Will. Like, like Will yeah. is blinking if he needs help because they're obviously trapped right, in this Right, right. Like, he's an abused man. Yes. Like, he's in distress. Like, he's in a bad marriage. It's the vibes. The vibes are wild. Yeah. So I see all of that. I'm just like, wow, like here they here they go again. Cause I like I said, I don't I never really go deep into it. But then I happened to like look for the quotes of what she said on Red Table Talk. So she had an episode of Red Table Talk and Gwyneth Paltrow were on it and they're talking about marriage and shit or whatever like that. And what she said was, I mean, the thing Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. We started in this at a very young age. You know, 22 years old, she said. That's why the accountability part really hit for me. Because I think you expect your partner to know what you need. And, you know, know what you need. That's I'm just trying to give y'all the no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how she said it? Um, not like that, but it was like, you. she's talking. She does, like, know what you need. But she does it like, okay. I'm, I'm a little bit animated about it, but yes. It's crazy. That's why the accountability part really hit for me yeah. because I think yeah. you expect your partner to know, especially when it comes to sex. Right. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. Right. right. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> Back to the screen. <laughs> especially when it comes to sex. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. If you love me, you should read my mind. That's a huge pitfall. And they kind of are going into like communicating about sex and expressing your needs and right. stuff like and that. And she calls it a pitfall. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, to me, sounds like a really healthy, common conversation you should have mm-hmm. with your life partner person, with someone you have sex with regularly. You should be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm right now we're not connecting sexually. What the fuck is up? This sounds like fine, healthy, right. adult. Right. It's also not uncommon for people to have poor communication skills. Yeah. And it sounds like she's admitting to having some poor communication, communication skills. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, you know, there were times where I should have been better at that. She's not even mm-hmm. blaming she's anything. not dragging him. She's not even, yeah. no, it's, it's me. I should have been able him. to. She's not saying they don't have good sex. She didn't say anything. I should have known Oh, I should have learned, or there are times where I could have better communicated my needs, especially mm-hmm. sexually. Let's also talk about briefly. Yes. They've been in the, in the spotlight for a long time. They have talked publicly about having great sex. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this is the first time she's ever alluded yes. to them, their sex life. Yeah. You know, so it's already in the ethos that these this couple who for many years before they started red table talking or whatever were seen uh, as rela- couple goals for a lot of people goals, yes relationship goals for a lot of people right they have talked a, a, a little bit about their sex life has been hinted to whatever mm-hmm. like this is not the first time it's been mentioned so it's not like the first time their sex life is mentioned is in a, a less than positive light yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so it's just when I read what was actually said, I just was like, really? Like, y'all? And I know this is not the first time she was misquoted so horribly, but it's like mm-hmm. ever after that August Alsania thing, it's just been like mm-hmm. at any moment, Alsina, mm-hmm. yeah. At any moment, mm-hmm. she opens her mouth and she says anything that can make Will look like a buster. We're going to like, a stallion. yeah, we're going to yeah. like, 
less than that nigga. Come for mm-hmm. her head. Don't you don't you ever hurt Will Smith. It's ever in your life. Ever in your That's a good man. And it's a good man. Yeah. It was like mm. when I don't know when it, like when like why is Will Smith sacred? <laughs> Like, <laughs> why are we going so hard to protect the dignity and integrity and the the whatever the fuck of Will Smith? Who mm-hmm. the fuck is Will Smith? Right, that we right. care okay, this so much. Will Smith is important to a lot of people, uh, right? Will Smith is an inspiration <laughs> to a lot of people. Uh, as you know, somebody he's who not a lot your of actual saw. older brother, okay? He's not. Yeah, people think <laughs> it's the Cosby effect. Yes. People think, and that's a bad reference because Will Smith is not, you know, a, a, a heinous, a horrible Serial monster like Bill Cosby, who's a fucking monster. But what I'm saying is like the concept that like this stranger is, you know, holds this kind of like familial, reverential place or whatever in my mental universe and my heart or whatever. But also, aside from all that stuff, he's tall, he's light skinned. He's nice, mm-hmm. quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? He's he's goofy. He's sexy or whatever. And we don't know of him or has not been talked about him being a bad person. He's always smiling. White people like him. Yeah. Black people like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think the bar. Now, those are, you know, some of those things are good things. Some of those things are just things that people like. Light skin, tall, whatever. There's also this thing, the bar for men, the bar for men and who they have to be to seen as somebody who is worthy of protection yeah. is very low. Yep. It's very low. It's very low. That yeah, The bar for men, the bar for black men. It's, to me, it's very similar in the ways in which white people protect each other and believe themselves to be sacred and like will do that for you know any white person or whatever, except for when it comes to to like white on white crime and like you know a, a white woman against yeah. a white man or whatever yeah. then you know of course the the that leans the scale leans to white men but a black man like will to a lot of black people is sacred he's married we've never seen him do anything yeah. quote unquote mm-hmm. horrible he hasn't said anything, anything bad yeah. about his wife. He's still, so he's the perfect man. He's desirable. His kids. his kids still like she him. She should be thankful. Yes, he's likable. His kids like She should be thankful to be able to call such a man her husband. And she should not. Anything that's less than he's a stallion. He's the perfect man. He's a lovable goofball. Will the stallion. He tells Will the stallion. He tells dad jokes adorable dad jokes mm-hmm. anything less than that she's not allowed to say anytime she opens her it. mouth what she said mm-hmm. what no we got a free will like what the mm-hmm. f- <laughs> yep. why is he so sacred it's just so yep. strange that y'all will like literally like get ridiculous like y'all will y'all will pitchforks any she said mm-hmm. anything about that marriage that don't have will being the golden boy that everyone thinks that he is, yeah, I will mm-hmm. like fucking rip her to shreds. She's also said mad wonderful things about Will. All the throughout time. We've always the, heard the wonderful things. These are the first time yes. we're hearing things that are not so positive about their relationship because she has a mm-hmm. show. We have to think about right. Jada, period. Like, Will is the one who is the one we're mostly hearing talking 
Every once in a while, we mm-hmm. get an interview from Jada. Now Jada has a show that she's on every fucking week. We are right. not used to hearing Jada talk about this marriage than the amount right. that she talks about it now. It's not mm-hmm. because all of a sudden she just wants to bash Will or fuck with Will. She has a talk show and is now has a mm-hmm. platform where she also uses her life experience for content. Yeah, I also think <sighs> the larger thing is that I think that it makes people uncomfortable that a black woman is talking about marriage in a way that is less than con- like like to me it seemed like jada don't like marriage yeah it doesn't seem like she does not want to be married to will it doesn't seem like she wants to be the marriage to end or whatever it just sound like marriage is not really her thing yeah you know, mm-hmm. she married him because she loves him and marriage seemed to be important to him or whatever. Yeah, she And so she literally said they got together when she was 22. Right, right. And <laughs> and and I'm and I'm saying this because she has also she has said throughout the time that they've been being public and red table talk about this shit or whatever, mm-hmm. she's talked about some of her feelings about marriage or how she used to feel about marriage or periods when she felt like her marriage was like like her identity was kind of being taken over. Yes. In this way yeah. from like being this person in a marriage mm-hmm. or whatever. And none of that stuff ever sound to me specifically about being married to Will. It just sound like the construct of marriage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it makes people uncomfortable because I think it's a lot of people who are married who don't like marriage. And I think that some people are not mature enough to separate the fact that, hey, I don't really like marriage, but that doesn't mean I don't love you. Yeah. And it also doesn't mean that I don't want to be married to you. You know, I think there are a lot of people who don't like to talk about how some of the things that we do as a part of life, we don't really like. Some people don't like to admit, yeah, I'm married. I don't like being married. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't cheat, but also I don't like being married. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. And I don't necessarily think that it's terrible that people don't like marriage and some stay in those marriages or get get married yeah. anyway, knowing mm-hmm. that ah, this is not something that's like my jam, but I'll be all right. Okay, yeah, sure. But men are Let's allowed to do that, though. Yeah, you know, I'm just here. So I don't get fine. Yes. Um, you know, she, she pulled me in and men are allowed to exist the way that you're saying Jada exists. Mm -hmm. Women aren't allowed to exist that way. So I dare you open your fucking mouth to talk about the sacred real Smith. Cause you should be happy to be married to that motherfucker. Should be happy. Some of these threads I saw on social, I saw women who I wouldn't typically describe as pick me's but i saw women talking about how much they would love to have a man like will and this that or whatever you don't know what it's you like to, to come all. home to him every day at you don't know anything about that all. what are you talking about at all but people also don't like when and also i'm not saying that marriage as an institution is an unhappy thing i know there are lots of people who are either in very happy marriages and love being married or don't like being married and are in very happy marriages like maybe they don't like the concept of marriage but are very happy with their marriage Mm -hmm. or just just love marriage and maybe they just happen to be in not such a good match like Mm -hmm. it's all people have all different kind of feelings about marriage what i'm saying is that there are also lots of people who don't fucking like marriage who are married and are not necessarily unhappy with being married. They just don't fucking like marriage. Yeah. And I think that when people see, it's like what I talked about before, when like people see you being free, yes. like or even if you're saying the shit that they feel, but you have the audacity to think you could say that shit out loud when they have been suppressing 
their feelings for whatever their reasons are for not being open or not whatever they are feeling less than free about when they see a nigga on that nag being free yes. it's like how dare you who you think you oh you you're you think you a free yes. slave like what yes I'm, are you serious i'm acting like on willow how dare you <laughs> i was acting like you, willow. Yes. You willow smith and Br- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people uncomfortable. So I think that there are people who do who also aren't so hot on marriage and they see her being open with a platform, right? So it's not so it's people who don't who are not even as popular, who nobody knows as Jada Smith, okay, Jada Pinkett Smith, who are not as popular as she is, you know, who have whatever three Instagram followers and no friends or whatever mm-hmm. who still wouldn't talk about to their one friend wouldn't talk about how they don't really like marriage yep. and she's out here with this huge platform telling and sharing that she has challenges with marriage yeah I have to work at this shit I have to work at it this is not just something right that just comes right. natural this is yeah. fucking work she's being open and honest about this mm-hmm. I don't like it people don't like it they don't they don't I love it <laughs> I fucking love it because it's a lot of y'all walking around. I look at you and you don't seem to like what you're doing. You don't seem to like it, but people don't like to talk about it. Some people are open. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say marriage is a sham or that, you know, all married people are dishonest. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it's a lot of people <laughs> I'm looking at. They are, though. well it is a sham but there are people who are really living happily together and like enjoying their marriage and i think that's fantastic Mm -hmm. and i would love to have a fucking loving partner that would be fantastic i I don't know if i would want it to be in all the ways of a marriage i don't know the vibes i don't know how it would feel Mm -hmm. but some of y'all i see you you're not happy and it's, it's also people who are comfortable with how unhappy marriage makes people and they really just want it still. Yes. No, seriously. You know, it's like, people they who will know. be in a miserable, unhappy yeah. institution and be like, well, but at they want to be down. They want to be down. They want to be down with that, with marriage gang life. That's it. The institution of marriage, like as a, as a, they want to be a part of the fraternity of marriage yeah. with other married couples and other married people, you know? And I don't, blame them in the sense that society is very favorable to coupled people yeah it is it you is. know people get treated a certain kind of way so i get it but uh let's let's calm not down. be upset calm, that calm down. yeah calm simmer down calm now down. let's not be upset because jada is speaking her truth and i don't they think it's at the expense of will but i really she didn't even say anything bad that. about will and what i just said mm-hmm. she didn't even say anything bad about him it was about her yeah. And how she kind of messes up and <laughs> like, mm-hmm. ooh, but yeah, y'all need to calm down. That was just, when I finally saw what she actually said, it was like, y'all can't stand this woman for the most part. Like, she, she didn't even do anything. There are other people to hate. <laughs> there are. There are other people to hate. I, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Will Smith is not sacred. He is not sacred. He's not sacred, but also they were relationship goals for many, many for years, many and years. people really enjoyed that yep. shit. People really enjoyed that shit. Little pocket-sized women excited about hopefully meeting a giant-sized Will Smith type of nigga one day. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith-sized niggas hoping to meet a child-sized woman. woman. You know, like, 
just hoping for that kind of black love, oh, you know? God. And yeah, if they quote unquote fail, which I don't see, I don't see I don't any see of this failure. as failure. I think they're doing great. I do too. These are two people who've been together for a mad long time. They've built things together. They have children together. Looks like a success to me. You know what I'm saying? Shit looks fine. Looks fine to me too. Looks fine to me. So I appreciate all of this. I appreciate the honesty. And I wish more people would talk about how much they don't fucking like being married. Like, it's okay to say that. You can still love your partner. You can still be faithful. If y'all are doing monogamy, you can still be faithful to your partner and talk about how challenging that shit is. Word. You know? Word. So. Give her a break. It's not that serious. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it looks hard. Y'all don't make it look easy. They don't. They don't. <sighs> I don't even know. Y'all are annoying. That's all I got to say. But I'm glad that we talked about this because it's, it's been getting really weird. Getting getting really weird. So fucking weird. It's been getting strange. It's been getting strange. But let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about no new friends or trying to have new friends as a grown ass nigga. How do you find community and what to do when you find community and they're anti-black and you want to punch <laughs> them in the face. <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Thank you so much for listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. This is a black-ass womanist race nerd podcast dedicated to dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Yes, to quote Bell Hooks, we have to constantly critique imperialist white supremacist patriarchal culture because it is normalized by mass media and rendered unproblematic. Here at Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, we are dedicated to that critique and promoting, highlighting, and introducing alternate ways of existing and resisting the fuck shit that is oppressive systems. Through the podcast, events, trainings, and panels, we rely on your support to sustain this work. Sustainability! That's important. There are a few ways that you can support Tea with Queen and Jay. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's a big help and it lets people know that we are current and people like what we do here. That's right. You can tell all your favorite people about us. You can also give us your money. Give it to us. There are two ways to donate. Two. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Slide down on our homepage and there's where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option and that is where you can give however much you want and we have our patreon option and that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment just two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less but that is up to you all of our patrons have access to one bonus episode a month and all previous bonus episodes another great way to support team queen and jay is to become a sponsor if you would like to sponsor us if you'd like to hear your ad on team with queen and jay podcast or see it on social media t-mail us at team with queen and jay at gmail.com we also do trainings you can hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism dismantling white supremacy in the workplace womanism black feminism podcasting some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a covid safe live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at teawithqueenandj.com thank you so much for fucking with us thank you so much for all the support hey black women hey black femmes hey black people and we're black all the time that's right you have no choice you don't have a choice
We don't. We got a letter. So somebody hit us up. If you would like to hit us up, you can always send us your T-mail to twithqueenandj at gmail.com. I'm going to call this person Rosé All Day to keep it anonymous. And they hit us up to say, how do you find community. Hey, Queen and Jay, I hope you have been well and are indulging in lots of restorative rest. I have missed your voices, but I'm getting my fix by re-listening to previous episodes. Yeah. Or you could become a patron because there are episodes there. There are. 17 episodes. There are episodes there you might not have listened to. Just $2 a month. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I admire the bond that the two of you share and I melt when you speak on your relationships with the people in your lives. You both seem to have rich social lives and are very community focused. I'm hoping you might have some advice on how to intentionally find community. I've noticed an increase in posts on social platforms about how important community is, but I don't feel like I belong anywhere and I'm just floating out in the abyss. It makes me hella anxious about the future and there's a sense of urgency I now have to connect with more people. For me, Finding community has always been a struggle because of my introversion. I feel like I'm a late bloomer and have just started finding my confidence as a black woman at 30 years old. Not to mention, this is the life stage when people become increasingly busy and focused on other things. Many people already have their best friends and core friend groups and are on that no new friends tip. I wanted to get out more and be more social, but then the pandemic hit. Many of my OG friendships have started to transform into distant friendships, and I'm starting to feel isolated and alone. I live in Toronto, which is a large city with a lot of people. However, many of the people in my neighborhood and workplace are white, and I don't see a lot of people who look like me. Do you have any tips on how to navigate this? With love, Rosé all day. Thank you so much for sending this. Thank you for trusting us yes. with this query and sharing all of your information. One thing I want to say before I throw it to Queen is that I know that there are certain things that people feel like are markers in terms of like age and time and experience and things like that. So like when you mentioned like you feel like you're a late bloomer and you've just started finding your confidence as a black woman at 30 years old, like all of those markers, all of those things happen at different times. Yes. For all of us, for a lot of different reasons. And I think that the media and I think that like just us being naive when like before you turn 30 or whatever and not really knowing how old people are or what things are supposed to be. And we think so many things are supposed to happen for us like before 30 or like in our 20s or by this time and that time or whatever. Like time ain't real. You just not real. Time is not a real thing. thing. Time is not a real thing. And a part of it is reflected anytime you see on social media. Oh my God, I can't believe this one is only this age. This one is only that age because nobody knows what time is except for old niggas. (laughs) Those are the only people who know what time is because they've been through all that time. Um, and they look back and it's like, like oh, oh shit that wasn't that was nothing, nothing. yeah right so it you know there are gonna be things that happen to you at 40 at 50 at 60 and it's like oh shit now i feel this way or i can't believe i'm just figuring this out mm-hmm. or whatever because your whole life is your whole life your whole life is valuable all type of things are gonna happen and pop and change or whatever throughout your life so i'm just saying that i understand that you the ways in which you've been navigating introversion and coming out of your shell at this stage in your life but i don't think while of course there's always somebody who's gonna look at anyone any other person and be like oh really that's late that's different i did this before i did that like Mm -hmm. shut up you know what i'm saying but i don't think that you should carry the weight of feeling like oh you you came into this late and everyone else knows how to socialize and now you don't or whatever like i don't think 
that's the case. Yeah, Time is you not have real. never met me. I am awkward. Okay. Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. My awkwardness comes yes, off sure. as a lack of attitude, mm-hmm. but that's my awkward. Like, don't think mm-hmm. that you're the only awkward person. You're the only like socially kind of like right. Jay sees it. I'm awkward as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> don't talk to this person. Me, I love that me and Jay are a team in this because we tag to each other mm-hmm. all the time. I cannot. I yeah. don't. I don't have it. Okay, I got this. Like we, mm-hmm. no, we do this podcast. We love that you guys listen. We are talking to each other. <laughs> yes, and we know that folks are listening. It does not mean that me and Jay are like in every room being the social right. butterfly and Facts. handling it and being confident and not feeling it. Mm-hmm. We hate small talk, both of us equally. Fucking hate it. You don't know what the fuck to do or what to say. So don't think you're the only one. All right. What do you think about this letter? So all the things we just said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then also, usually for me, my... I go by what I'm interested in. So I just do shit I'm already interested in. And then I might bump into Mm -hmm. people there. But at least I'm already doing shit that I like. So you don't go in out. There's no expectation on I'm going to meet someone or not. Like, I don't go to anything to meet people. Like, I'm not going to go to Mm -hmm. a fucking speed date thing i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go to events that are about meet new people like i don't do stuff like that because the pressure of that alone is just a lot for me personally Mm -hmm. but i'll go Mm -hmm. to shit that i'm like into and if i meet someone there Mm -hmm. that's cool if i don't i still had like a good time because i was doing something that i was interested in so that is how i kind of like go out in the world like that that's how i met ola from the the free black woman's library like i'll just Go mm-hmm. and then the conversation may happen and then oh okay you know like just whatever so that's generally mm-hmm. how I do that it's the easiest way for me because I don't always go into rooms wanting to talk to people anyway so at least I'm already at some shit that I fucking fuck with so I do that and it helps take the pressure off because I'm not out to I don't know I've never gone outside to meet friends you know I've never mm-hmm. gone out like that mm-hmm. just. Even that right now, I have anxiety just saying that. I'm going out to meet right. friends. So I just do the things I like, and I'll probably just meet people there that have a common interest. Mm-hmm. So at least you have something common that you could always come around and talk about. So when you get to those awkward moments and you feel like, uh, you could bring up, oh, roller skating, because that is the common thing that you have when you're met, you know, whatever. So I do a lot of mm-hmm. that. I did want to talk about community, though, because we do get a lot of letters of listeners who are to- talk to us about how do we build community in terms of like meeting people and stuff like that. And I just wanted to take this point to say that think about what you offer community to. I think a lot of times when people are having mm-hmm. these conversations, but I want to build this around me. It's great. We love that. We want you to do that. But also think about the space you hold in community and how you mm-hmm. treat community and how you yeah. are in community. Because a lot of that stuff is important. A lot of us are saying we want community, but we're like some mm-hmm. fucked up individuals who, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is you because I don't know you. But you know what I mean? Like you come in the space mm-hmm. and you are the person who kind of messes up the, the safety or messes up the with this Survives. because you don't really know how to, I guess, cultivate community in that way like i basically just say don't think about just what you can get from community think about what you can give to community think about that i think it's important for you to Mm. understand that as well what you want to get from it and what you want to Mm -hmm. give to community because you can also join community and now you're like suck dry because that Mm. is the nature of whatever friend group or community that you have 
right, found right. or you know whatever so yeah. and i think it's good to assess both of those things what you need from community when you're thinking about that and what you are mm-hmm. willing to offer and give community also mm-hmm. can you give an example of that okay so i know for me i i know i have issues with like when it comes to people in my community i do have issues with like flakiness and um mm-hmm. people who suddenly change their mind about things or people who make plans up in the air and it's not too definitive. I know that for me, I feel safer when things are definitive. If stuff can't happen, you give me notice so I don't mm-hmm. feel rejected or I don't feel flat left or I don't feel mm-hmm. stood up, you know, things like that. Right. So I know that that's my expectation for people to show up for me in that mm-hmm. way. So I try to make sure I show up in that way. If I'm going to be late, you know, I'm going to be late. If I can't make yeah. it, I'm going to say I can't make it. I'm not going to just go. So, you know, like that things like that where I know that there are things that are generally harmful for me when it comes to the friendships mm-hmm. and things I build. And I'll try my best to not do that to, to people mm-hmm. because yeah, it's kind of the scope of how I see community. You only work based on how you see things. Of course, if your community says, hey, I need you to do this or get this together mm-hmm. or you know whatever, take heed to that. But I do try to offer the community the things that I kind of expect. Yeah, because it makes no sense for me to have this expectation of how you treat my time if i treat your time like shit <laughs> right. Right. yeah so mm-hmm. it's stuff like that that's that's kind of what i was thinking about when i was mm-hmm. talking about that yeah okay how about you what are some ways you work and build community and stuff well i think i can relate mm-hmm. i think a lot to what this person has shared I think that sometimes we have networks and sometimes we have community that we don't realize that we have. Mm. So as somebody who's a little bit like I can be to myself and I can be so self-sustained. I remember one, there was this one period in my life where I had to remind myself, yo, you could actually ask one of your friends to go with you to the movies. Like you don't have to do all these things by yourself. yourself. Because my goal, Mm. yeah, my goal was to like, okay, you know what? I just want to make sure I'm self-sufficient. I want to make sure that whenever I go out, I'm having a good time. Like, I don't want to feel like I need to wait or I need somebody to come with me to because ha- I want to have dinner at a certain place. Mm-hmm. Or I need somebody to come with me because I want to do whatever I want to fucking do. I want to feel self-contained and able to do those things, enjoy my life, do me, whatever the fuck it is, right? So I, I, you know, was able to do that or whatever. And that that's, I've been that way. I've been that nigga for a really mm-hmm. long time. And there have been periods in my life where I was like, yo, you actually always had this gift. <laughs> and <laughs> you're really good at this. And like now you actually, there, there are people in your universe that if you say, hey, I'm doing this or whatever, do you want to come or whatever? They might go with you. So I have tried to tap more into, in my past, because now I don't fuck with anybody, but I have tried to pour and and tap into networks that already existed, yeah. right? So if you went to university, who did you go to school with who lives in your lives area? In that yeah. you, Yeah, who lives in Toronto that you might fuck with on some level or whatever. Like, seek them out. Not aggressively, but, you know, low-key. Mm-hmm. See who's there whatever and if it's somebody who you'd be interested in connecting more with say hey i'd love to you know i'm in this area so i live i'd love to grab tea sometime or whatever whatever canadians do (laughs) whatever canadians do eh that's an option right (laughs) so tap into i don't know what your family dynamics are but sometimes there's like family who we just don't maybe we don't see enough we don't make the time enough or whatever so i i would really explore 
any networks that you already have that already exist for you, right? And if you do all that exploring and you're really at the end of it, you're just like, okay, it's just me. There's other stuff that you could do. But definitely most of us have people in our lives who we just have either fell out of community with Mm -hmm. or we're not nurturing that community enough or whatever who would be delighted to spend time with us you know what i'm saying so definitely explore that a little bit and i think don't be afraid to schedule things for yourself to do that are you know covid safe or whatever the vibes are schedule things for yourself to do and you can invite people to join you even if those things are online and i do kind of want to address like the doing shit by yourself thing. There are times when you're going to be doing shit by yourself and maybe the vibes are not that like, I don't really want to be by myself Mm -hmm. right now, whatever. So sometimes I'll get ready to do something, put on my makeup or whatever. I'll go out and I'll go somewhere and I'm there by myself. And it's like, you know what? I'm 20 minutes in and this is all the fun that I'm going to have solo at this particular event. Right. One of the things I do is make sure I have a backup thing Mm. because I don't like, I do not like putting on no makeup, going somewhere yeah, yeah. No and it's reason. like you've been there for a short time and now i gotta go home and use a makeup wipe <laughs> i gotta go home and, and use makeup remover because i spent 20 30 minutes, minutes someplace yeah yeah so what i usually do is i will i will plan like a few things for myself to do and then also make sure that i set up whatever my home space is gonna be like i plan an evening for myself so that if certain things fall through because i am I don't know if this is like, like, I know that I'm introverted, but I don't know if it's like introvert mixed with extrovert or whatever. But once I get like out and going, it takes me a minute to relax. So I have to also do wind down things for myself. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll go someplace, be social for a little while. And it's like, all right, I'm done with this. Then maybe I'll take myself to dinner. And that's, that's what I'm doing. That's how I wind down. Now I, you know, I have a book or I'm playing in my phone. My phone is charged up or whatever. So I make sure that I plan a few things for myself to do so I never go out and then oh this sucks and now I'm going home feeling like you know sucked of whatever energy or excitement that I had before I left right so that's just a quick thing to like protect yourself when you are doing things by yourself especially when you're in this kind of vulnerable space of no I actually want to connect with people and then you know there there are disappointing feelings if that doesn't work out you can't feel like oh what the fuck I'm gonna borrow that yeah Mm mm-hmm you gotta take care of yourself okay so outside of that i think that there's also in terms of going out in terms of connecting with people i've noticed and i've noticed this just from like us throwing events Mm -hmm. there are lots of events on eventbrite and like anything you're interested in i don't know if, if i assume canada has eventbrite but any event that you're interested in or any like vibes or any kind of you can like people post stuff up there so go see what's popping on there or whatever you might find something where people of color are doing this thing and, you know, go check it out or whatever. So that's a great way to find things that are happening and communities to connect with or whatever. That's like an online thing that can lead you to things that are more social. But I also think connecting to online community is social, is important. And you can also you can build relationships from online. People do it all the time. It's not this abstract fake thing all the time like you can actually build genuine relationships in online communities so certain facebook groups i've have found some community in clubhouse i know a lot of people said the app is dead a lot of people hate that fucking app i go into clubhouse to of late i'm usually in rooms about decluttering Mm -hmm. and like 
cleaning up your house and so, as somebody who like you know when I get down or I get unorganized or whatever sometimes I struggle with that mm-hmm. so I like having a set time it's a bunch of different kind of people on there whatever I think that's one of the only things that I do that involves white people <laughs> in my life <laughs> but I don't usually talk every now and then I think I talked once but it was only like three of us in the room or whatever mm-hmm. but I'm really just in there listening to different people's experiences or whatever they got going on while I'm cleaning my house or decluttering or whatever. And it do, I do like the community of like other people are dealing with this shit that I'm dealing yeah. with and I don't feel alone. Whatever it is your shit is, there's a community of people who are in the niche that you're in doing that shit online. Mm-hmm. And you can find those people. So it just take, it takes it takes some time. It took some time for me to find all the different declutter rooms that I end up in or whatever. And it's just from being in one declutter room. And it's like, oh, I see this person in here a lot. Do they do declutter shit? Are they a or- yeah. home organizer? Mm-hmm. What's there? Do they do rooms or whatever? So I think the online shit is a good thing. It's a good way to get connected. There also meetup app is still a thing. I've used that when I found that little skating group that I was in for a little bit. I found oh, the skating group? Yeah, I found them. Oh, nice. Mm, so that's still popping. See what they have going on there in terms of like the kinds of people that you want to meet. I'm sure there are other people at your intersections who are also looking to connect with people. Also, and this is something that I pulled up an article. Maybe I'll include the link in the show notes if I remember. But this article in the cut was talking about making friends as adults and... I think it's important to acknowledge, which the article doesn't really acknowledge. I think it's important to acknowledge that there are mad white people everywhere and they're talking to each other and they're making friends with each other and they're fucking everywhere. So all different kinds of white people everywhere and they're promoted everywhere because they're fucking white. You know what I'm saying? It's just it just seems easier, whatever. But you are not alone. There are other people. The article did say is like you are not alone But I think that's even more important to know, like when you are a non-white person living in what feels like a very white space, Mm -hmm. a very white community or whatever, there's somebody else like you somewhere that's feeling the same way, that's feeling these same vibes. So you are not alone in that space. So I think it's important to know that. But yeah, so meetup app, Bumble, did you know Bumble has a friend app, like a BFF app? I, I think I learned through Twitter that I've mm-hmm. seen someone talking about, I met this girl on Bumble, we were supposed to hang out, and she stood me up, and it wasn't a queer thing. It was like, I was supposed to hang out with this girl. I was like, oh. Right, right. That's, that's thing. Yeah, so that looked really cute. I think that's worth trying. Another thing, online community, virtual shit or whatever, if you are a part of any Patreon communities, like when they do stuff for their Patreon folks, yes. I notice people doing a lot of like, you know, town halls or whatever. So if this is, for example, a podcast that you listen to or a comedian that you really like mm-hmm. or whoever's Patreon you support, lots of people on Patreon do things that are like communal for their community. And I think that's also an opportunity to connect and meet other people you know what i'm saying so for example um you mentioned earlier the free black woman's library yeah ola does a yoga session for her list for her patrons every sunday Sunday. morning Mm -hmm. right yeah so i've been able to join a few of those i'm i'm not i'm one of those people who doesn't always tap into my patreon benefits Mm -hmm. or whatever but that that was like really cool to not just do yoga but it's people i noticed in there who were like there regularly and there's community in that you know but yeah if you support anybody on patreon check out what it is 
that they offer a lot of times it's like community stuff i think about even like the black guy who tips they record live with a like on crowdcast yeah. and so there are people who can comment like a live in this chat kind of like kind of thing yeah a live chat room right there are people who's in there all the time and connect with each other and like there's community in that yep. So I really don't think, I don't think it exists that much anymore, but like the stigma of building online community, I think it's a lot less now. Tap into online community. It's not, it's not this like, it's not always this fake abstract thing. I think it's very real. Mm -hmm. And I think that it does, there is value in it. And it does, I think, add to feeling connected and the quality of your life and all of that shit. Something else that used to happen to me sometimes from being out when I would see black people that looked great or whatever. And I'm just that kind of I'm a complimenting ass bitch anyway. I'm that kind of person. But sometimes I would compliment. I remember one time we were at a party. You and me was at a party Mm -hmm. and I really liked this person's hair. Really liked their hair. I was like, oh my God, your hair is so nice. And we talked about hair for a while. And then they were like, we should do, let's do a hair trip. We could go and buy hair. Let's go to, you know, whatever. We could buy hair. I don't know what I said, but I know in my head, I was like, together? <laughs> like, you are a stranger. You are very cool. You look very cool. I would maybe like to be your friend, but mm-hmm. also this scares me very much. See you later. I don't know what happened. That's what was going on in my head. I don't know how that happened. How but that like, was what an I actually said. That right. That I've, and I've had lots of those opportunities where somebody is trying to connect with me, and I don't really know what to do with this energy. I don't know what to say right now. The thought of spending time with a stranger scares me because of the what the brand of awkward that I can be or whatever. And there have been times where I've gotten like better with that, but that came from being an older nigga like how you talked about you know you're 30 and you're just now coming into whatever like time is not real you are going to be more comfortable with a lot of things the older that you get you know what i'm saying but i do remember there because i'm a complimenting ass bitch because like that for me is a a gateway into talking to somebody into having a moment or whatever but for me my social comfort sometimes is just in having that moment like don't try to really get to know me that is scary but i think that there is like value in that and i think that sometimes giving somebody a genuine compliment it does open the door to a conversation with somebody who you might be interested in and sometimes you give a compliment and they start talking and you're like oh i don't want anything to do with this say, okay girl mm-hmm. <laughs> see you later i'm trying to get like you and you back away <laughs> <laughs> you turn around and just run you into look a, good no you look good you move back up and you just turn around and sprint <laughs> just like yes fucking gone. yes 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 but yeah i think that you got this it's a lot of different ways to build community and you don't already have to be somebody who was already close with somebody from high school or already close with somebody from college or or like it doesn't have to have happened already you can make friends yes. as an adult person I feel like I have done that with a lot of the, a lot of the experiences that I'm having are like new shit that I've been having over the past like five years. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So don't feel like the ship has sailed or that's past. Also, when we're talking, we are two New Yorkers who still live in New York. So a lot of our community is people who we knew 
yeah forever yeah. new york is also a pedestrian kind of place so sometimes you walk in somewhere and you run into somebody or whatever so like i know we sound a certain way but if you like this is not a, a necessarily a common experience for a lot of people i know a lot of media is produced from niggas who are from new york and living in new york and so maybe it just seems like so common and easy or whatever this is not the reality yeah it's and not it's the honestly you must not follow us on social people. media jay and i have been in our fucking house during this pandemic <laughs> i'm so like i'm not even the same even when i listen to old podcast episodes i'm not even that person anymore yeah, who'd be outside like that or whatever is not what's happening Mm-mm. it's not the vibes right mm-hmm. now it's a whole yeah it's a whole a whole different kind of thing i'm i'm really the progress that i made as a social person from like growing and being outside and stuff like that some of that is just different now after experiencing a global pandemic like the the physical experience of not going outside and then also like the emotional experience of a lot of different things that happen i'm really not like i i i feel like it's going to take a lot of work for me to even be comfortable again it's going to take a lot for me like definitely yeah it's just going to take a lot of a lot of, and i'm not even just talking about like oh do you have covid or what i'm not even talking about that i'm just talking about like interacting with people in a certain social kind of way again it's just um, yeah, I get overwhelmed quickly. A bit of a learning curve like again. Yeah, it's a big, it's a learning curve. Like I, I don't function mm-hmm. the way that I used to before. Jay knows right. that anytime we're out at a dance party room to one together, I am on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I did go on the dance floor and dance a little bit. I was not like how I'm usually at at parties. I have right. to like adjust again and figure it out. I yeah, just like Jay said, mm-hmm. I am not the same person pre quarantine when it comes to how I go about life and socialize. We are not yeah. on these we not on the streets. Like we wanted mm-hmm. to, we got vaccinated and was like the streets are calling our name and we sat right back down in our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and we say all that to say like be easy with yourself. Yes. That's that's all we're saying. Like it's just, you know, be easy with yourself. Everybody's different and we're talking and we met at work yes. and then we had similar interests and, and became friends like kind of after work yes. right? after because Jay like, was I no one of those weirdos who doesn't befriend people that she works with as a manager because I was a manager yes she uh, she believes in those things guys <laughs> I don't trust anybody is really what it is at the heart of it. And we worked at a job where if you if you didn't trust people in life, damn sure couldn't <laughs> trust nobody at that job. Okay? Kidding me? It's like working in a reality TV show. <laughs> it was. In, it was. In a prison. Yes. And the confessionals were the fitting rooms. Like, yeah, that was yes. a place. That was not the place to be making new friends. Okay? I made many there. Not the place. <laughs> <laughs> i'm always the wild one anyway. there's nothing that i guess maybe that's why i'm able to like not care about certain things like one you were management so totally get it and then two i yeah. am usually the wild one or the one who is going to do the thing that right. has something to talk about who to like i'm the right. person so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i feel you if like i, I made friends at work but whatever, oh, you know why? Something actually happened to me. Okay. So before I got there, I worked another job mm-hmm. when I didn't believe in all that stuff. And I was like, I'll be friends with whoever. And people were treating me weird 
about it. It was like a whole thing. Somebody was talking about how this white, this older white woman was like judging me for not being social, probably with other white people or just people I didn't fuck with. Mm -hmm. And there was this black lesbian there who we were mad cool. I didn't manage them directly. They worked in another department. They did a different function, but they weren't a manager. But we were mad cool. Yeah. And so this white woman was asking me, well, why don't you socialize? with?" I'm like, why are you talking to me about that? What's happening right now? She was a manager person, like more senior than me. When you're why a black you... person, you'll never be lonely. Because <laughs> they'll always yeah, be a right? white person. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> hovering, hovering over your shoulder, your harassing you, right? So basically, she was asking me something like, why I'm not social with a certain, like, group of people. I was like, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Or, or why I don't eat lunch with some shit, some bullshit, right? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I said. And she was like, but you hang out with so-and-so. I was like, okay. Like, I don't even know what I said to mm-hmm. that. Because what, first of all, what the fuck is happening we're black. <laughs> right. What is going on right now? First of all, we're black. Second of all... I didn't understand all the things about my identity at the time, but I'm not a super straight. Mm -hmm. So the things that like other people are talking about, I really don't want to fucking talk Mm -hmm. about. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just uh... anyway. Anyway, so that was before I got to the job where you and I was working at. So I was like, listen, I don't have time for any of this shit. So I will be if we're fucking managers, we could be friends together. Outside of that, we could laugh and kiki. But that's when we're here. You don't, we're not friends, okay, outside of this, all right? So, yeah, I got burned at that one job. So, I was like, let me just act like a white person because I don't have time. I don't have time for any of this. Yeah, I remember when you quit and you was like, okay, now I'm going to request you on Facebook. I'm like, what? This right. is the weirdest. No, because you had formal. Because <laughs> what the hell is this? Because you had requested me. What happened? You had requested me on, on Facebook when I was a manager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's messed up because I'm not, like, even if. It made me uncomfortable to ignore your request. It made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. just because of who I am as a person. And it wasn't like, oh, I don't like her. It was just like, oh, I'm not friending you because I'm a manager. So when you friended me, I actually sent you a message like, oh, hey, you know, I don't friend people who are, you know, whatever, or not managers or whatever. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. So then that's when I was like, when I was no longer working, then I was like, oh, okay, cool. So whoever, you know, I would speak to normally if I were not working in this fucking white supremacist system then it was like okay we could be cool but yeah i was like this person's interesting (laughs) (laughs) listen but it was just different interesting because it's just very different from how i move like i've never really and i also wasn't a manager at that job so i wasn't like whatever i kind of don't care about that at this current job (laughs) Mm um also Mm -hmm. But the shit doesn't matter. But yeah, I get it. I I totally get it. But for Mm -hmm. me at that time. But the vibes are different. Yeah, the vibes are um, different. The vibes are different. But I I don't know. I just just hadn't ever thought of that at that point. And no one Mm -hmm. ever told me separate this from this. And like I never really even had those conversations. Right, right, right. From the adults around me. Those are not things my parents are telling me. So it was just like, it's Facebook, bitch. Like that's how I was like seeing it. But I do understand people creating those boundaries having those structures mm-hmm. like whatever in the mm-hmm. moment i just did and, not get it yeah yes and being black and young and managing other black and young people even before that white lady talked to me crazy at that one job before then when i was cool with uh, at, a, at a different job yeah. when i was cool with like my black and young staff they would i would get burnt 
I would like we would be cool and I would be treating them like we're community and moving in community. And then as soon as I had to do or say something, I was like, no, I actually need you to do this or whatever. Now you're going to talk to a white person about me who don't even work in this building. Like it was like that type of Mm -hmm. shit. So I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, somebody always acting like a white supremacist. It'd be your own fucking people. I was like, let me just mind my business. Eat my rice. Drink my water. <laughs> Drink my water. I do not have time. I think we did a motherfucking show. Yeah, I think we did a motherfucking show. As a reminder, we will be at Afros and Audio Virtual Podcast Festival. The festival takes place November 13th and 14th. We will be there on Saturday the 13th. Um, we'll probably be around other times as well. But Saturday the 13th, we're doing our presentation. The market is not flooded. Yes. Join us there at Afros and Audio. Please take place in the festival. It is a good time. It is super duper informational. Um, Use our 25% off code for tickets. Go to afrosandaudio.com for tickets and information. Again, use our code. Our code is A-F-A-U-T-Q-J-21. Again, that's A-F-A-U-T-Q-J-21 for 25% off your tickets to Afros and Audio podcast festival please be there if you're somebody who is interested in podcasting if you are a seasoned podcaster it is really a great opportunity to get together with other black folks in the podcast industry yeah hope to see you there we want to see you at afros and audios is going to be dope it's going to be really dope yes and please use our specific code when you are buying your tickets, if you heard it from us, please make sure that you use our 25% yes. off code when you are booking when you are your tickets. Booking um, tickets or information in the show notes. Be sure to follow mm-hmm. us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. You can just search for T with Queen and J. You can send us email to T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Visit our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. That is where you can do all kinds of things, donations, lots of things. Just go there. It's looking cute over there right now. You can follow my personal social media. I am at the Queen Speaks with an underscore on Twitter and on Facebook. Where can I follow you, Jay? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JennyCiaF. That's J-A-N-I-C-I-A and the letter F. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I be. Okay, okay, Sometimes. okay. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by... Wow. Huh? I'm excited. I'm building it up because it's getting longer. The team is getting bigger. The team is getting stronger. Oh, it is getting the team bigger. Is getting bigger. It is getting bigger. <laughs> it is getting stronger. It is getting more popping. You right. You know. You right. Yes. Right. Wait a minute. Do I need to have the team written down? <laughs> Anyway, I I got this. Okay, you got it. it. Okay, okay. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with Mm. production support from a black girl named Chanel with editorial support from a black girl named Candace and digital support from a black girl named Joe. Did I name all the black girls involved with this podcast? It's a team. It's a whole team. Whole fucking team. Gang, gang. Right? Squad. T with Queen and Jay. We fucking turn up responsibly. Ow. Mikey, how you doing? How's it going? Hey, Tommy, how's it going? Good to see you. Good to see you. Mikey, you watch that, uh, you watch that recent athletic sports game? You see that? Last Sunday. Football. Uh, this, I don't really do that. That's not really my thing. I don't, I don't, that's not really my thing. You know what I mean? I'm a guy. Yeah, but it's just, you know. 
you just dabble in it, you know, it's not, I'm not like a, you know, I don't, I don't go that way, but you know, I like to watch the sports sometimes, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, first it's sports, then it's, you know, get married to a woman, and whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, I didn't say nothing like that, I didn't say nothing like that. That's what it sounded like, that's what it sounded like, you're going to watch football on Sundays, it's, you, you sound like a head. I ain't no fucking head, you understand me? I ain't no fucking heterosexual, don't you fucking say that to me. Or my fucking husband and adopted children. Don't you dare say that. Hey, cool it, cool it, cool it. Alright? I mean, you're the one doing all the the weird heteronormative shit. Going to fucking football games. What are you gonna fucking throw a ball with your son, huh? You gonna play a catch with your fucking son? You fucking picket fence motherfucker? I'm gonna blow your brains out right now. You wanna get your brains blown out right Do now? It, you fucking procreating vaginal intercourse motherfucking scumbag.